You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks. It brings folks together from all walks of life. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host... Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton. Welcome to another episode of Dining at Disney Podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about dining at Disneyland and Disney World. I'm your host, Kristen. With me is Jay Bratton. Today, we're going to be discussing a lot of dining tips. This is going to be all about the D23 Expo, where to eat, what to do for food, considering the convention sits right behind Disney California Adventure. And I'm sure many people are going to go back and forth between the park in the convention center. So we've got all that for you. There hasn't been a whole lot of news due to the fact that the convention is this coming weekend. Everybody's waiting to release all of their news for that. So we're going to put the appetizer, the entree, and the dessert all in one for a big main dish of D23 Expo dining tips. Before we do get into that, I would like to thank you for downloading the show on iTunes, streaming it from Stitcher, or watching this webcast live live on YouTube. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe to our feeds and don't forget to share it with your friends. We would love that. One way that you can actually help support us is going to be by doing some online shopping. We've got some links for various things, including the Disney Store, Garden Grocer. You can also pick up one of the Dining at Disney uh, ebook, The Dining Guides. Soon to come out is going to be the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival Guide. So later this week, it will be out. Okay, so now on to the big meal for today, the D23 Expo Dining Options. Jay, let's start out there. All right. Sounds good. Well, a lot of people will be traveling all across the country for the D23 Expo. Um, some people will be first timers. And then, of course, you got the, the repeat guests. And uh, I think that we have quite a few different options available. Some you may know about, some you probably won't. So uh, that's why I figured I'll put together this comprehensive list of various dining options and tips that you can uh, take advantage of while visiting Disneyland. Well, actually, you'll be in the Anaheim Convention Center, but you'll be in close proximity to Disneyland, so therefore uh, most of the focus will be on the dining options at Disneyland itself. Yeah, it's pretty much like like a parking lot distance from Disneyland. I mean, it's it's right there. People, unless you've been, you have no idea how close it is. And Walt Disney World is so giant that you can't, until you see it for yourself, believe everything is as close as it is. All right, it's about a ten, yeah, about a ten to fifteen minute walk at most. Yeah, every year we we go to Disneyland and we do um, the downtown Disney area. A lot of times there's a lot of meetups and fun stuff going on there. So definitely. 
So the uh, well, first off, if you're at the the expo, you know one of the great options that you can do uh, while you're there is uh, visit one of the food trucks. Uh, last time I was there, they had various uh, you know meals available uh, that are better than what you get inside the expo center, uh, the Anaheim Convention Center. So definitely take advantage of the food trucks. Uh, if you have to eat inside the the convention center, there's this uh, little sandwich like a gourmet sandwich shop, and I'm not sure where it is where it's going to be this year. But uh, in the years past, they've you know had uh, like a little stall in the corner of one of the exhibit buildings. So look for that. Don't don't just you know settle for the convention food uh, you know the outlet there. Uh, just you know make a, make a few minutes to um, you know look look for that uh, gourmet sandwich shop, and you'll you'll thank me because they do have a, a homemade potato chips. So that and I love homemade potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> so those uh, are always the best. They t- taste nothing like a regular potato. Chip. Right, exactly. So the uh, if you uh, feel like dining outside the uh, Anaheim Convention Center area, you want to go to Disneyland, which obviously we encourage as the uh, Dining at Disney podcast. Um, there's uh, a lot of different things to do and eat and go and that type of thing. First off, unlike Walt Disney World, uh, the quick service and counter service establishments around Disneyland are much more diverse and have a wider variety of food uh, than, than your standard burgers and and hot dogs. So, uh, you know, literally you can eat foods from around the world without having to leave, you know, without having, you know, to, to drive between parks, you know, because you're just walking across the Esplanade and you'll be, you know, between Disneyland and, and DCA. So it's uh, everything's within close proximity. And if you love churros, it is the, this is the place for the churros. Now I have to bring this up to you because a, a friend of mine was asking, he's like, okay, what is the deal with churros? He's like, Disneyland, everybody's all about the churros. And then Disney World, nobody cares about the churros. So I'm going to let you give your thoughts on why you think churros are are very popular at Disneyland. You know, I'm not sure why it would be more popular at Disneyland versus Disney World. All I know is that, you know, there are certain locations that I encourage people to get the churro uh, because the ambiance lends, you know, uh, added, uh, I guess not flavor per se. It's more like an added feeling and an added sensation as you're eating it. For example, Frontierland, you know, when you're eating a, a churro in Frontierland, it's just something about that, you know, sugary, crispy cinnamony taste you know and, and while you're in like this rustic old western atmosphere it just kind of it just kind of all blends together so nicely um but you know the churro themselves you know they're, they're really fresh and hot and crisp uh there's always a line so basically that that guarantees you're getting a churro that's freshly made it's not standing in in a like a hot box or under a heat lamp or that type of thing uh so maybe that's the reason why because that that they're freshly made uh, you know I, I don't know I mean, you, you probably know better than I do, uh, you know, because you've, you know, I haven't been to Disney World for a long time. And to be honest, I don't re- recollect the uh, the churros over there. I don't even remember having one, to be honest. Um, but, you know, obviously you have. Okay, this is my theory behind why they're popular at Disneyland and not so much at Walt Disney World. It's location. Churros are a Mexican dish. Mm-hmm. And California and Southern California is just like, what, an hour Hour and a half, uh, maybe from the border of Mexico. Uh, yeah. Well, Anaheim probably about hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic. Yeah. See, that's like right next door. Whereas 
you know, what's around Florida is not, it's not a, a countries or islands that are big on churros. So I, I always say that that's why it's the, the culture of Southern California that Walt Disney World doesn't have being in Florida. And it's mm. kind of like, you know, if you're in the South, you're most likely you're a fan of like fried foods and some of those things, because that's, that's like the culture that you're in. So mm -hmm. that's, that would be my explanation for it. I see. Now, let me ask you a question that's uh, not churros. Uh, how about uh, corn dogs? Because, you know, one thing that uh, I had uh, a friend uh, from another, pod uh, another podcast, uh, the WDW Happy Place, uh, a couple actually, uh, they came out and visited Disneyland and they said, oh, we got to get the corn dog because we heard so much about it. And the guy ate it and he's like, oh, man, this is really good. And I was like, oh, they don't have corn dogs at <laughs> Disney World. But I'm just wondering, like, what is there like a, like a juxtaposition or do they even have corn dogs? Disney World, I didn't do, that. I don't even remember like where you can get a corn dog, but it's not it's not a big thing over there either. I would say oh, the okay. two staples that are big at Walt Disney World are the Dole Whip and the Turkey Leg. Okay. Everybody's all about the turkey leg. I personally hate the turkey leg. <laughs> it's just so right. crazy. But yeah, the turkey leg is like the Disney World thing. That is oh, okay. an adult whip. So all right. why That's the corn dog thing? I don't know. Well, it, what they uh, advertise and, and tout uh, is the fact that these are hand-dip uh, corn dogs, and I'm not sure if you know who Jonathan Gold is. I've heard the name before. Yeah, he he's like a really famous food writer, food critic, food writer. Writer. He um, writes for a, a periodical. Uh, well, lately, you know, his most recent um, periodical that he writes for is the LA Weekly, and he's also written for other other you know uh, establishments around the you know in the media world and things like yeah. that. Regardless, uh, one thing that he proclaimed was that he he said that this was the best corn dog he's ever had, and and that is oh that any fair, any county fair, you know any place he's eaten around the country. So that's pretty big praise for which, somebody. Which place did he get the corn dog from? The cart on, on Main Street. Okay. Now, see, here's the thing. Some people say... Uh, this is a, a like sort of a, a bonus tip here. Uh, some people say that the corn dog at the corn dog castle in DCA and the corn dog at you know on Main Street uh, from the little red wagon there they're the same, right? But you know I've had them both, and honestly, I I really I like the one from the wagon on on Main Street. You know, it just there's something different. I I don't know if they cook it at a slightly different temperature, but it seems like the one at the corn dog castle is slightly overcooked and. And it's a little drier. The cornbread uh, kind of covering or whatever is—it it seems not as moist as the one that you get on on Main Street. So it, you know, the corn dog castle does have the added bonus of uh, they do have a spicy sausage and a uh, cheese stick uh, that's corn corn battered as well. And those are okay, you know. But uh, I like uh, the know, cheese. Course, the, the corn dog, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, I've had the cheese and I've done the sausage, but I figure like it's a corn dog. Right, I right. I. I like to lean towards the things that are unique that I can't get at home. Like I can go and get a corn dog somewhere. I can get a hot dog somewhere. I can get a cheeseburger or chicken tenders. So those kinds of things I typically don't order when I'm out. And often when I'm in California, I'm all about, okay, where all the different Mexican restaurants. Right. So I kind of like to go towards what, what the place is known for. And then from there I can, you know kind of fill in like i always have to do something with the sourdough bread right so you know things so like that so let me ask you a question i mean you have you had the corn dog at corn dog castle versus the corn dog from the the wagon on main street 
I haven't. I have done the cheese and I've done the sausage. Okay. But so I skipped the corn dog because I was like, oh, okay. I can get a corn dog at home. Oh, okay. Okay. But have you had the corn dog from the Little Red Wagon, though? No, I haven't. Oh, shame on you. Shame on you. Okay. Well, next time, when you're coming in a few days, so you can you can give it a shot this time around and uh, you'll see what I mean. But again, for, for the full experience, in my opinion, you, you should do the one from Main Street. Did so. I tell you the story behind the popcorn? Did no. we discuss this? Okay. No. So a friend of mine was talking to a cast member who was there back when Walt was there. Okay. And the deal with the popcorn cart at the very front of Main Street is it's different popcorn than any other place. Hmm. It actually has a more butter. There's a specific recipe that that cart goes by so that it's always the best popcorn you can get off the idea of, you know, the park is based kind of like on that movie theater kind of idea that this is the place where you enter. And so this has to be better than the rest because this is like your first impression kind of thing. Hmm. And That's, so, uh, yeah. yeah, I can't yeah, remember I what the, the, how much more butter it has, but there's actually a different recipe for that one so that wow, it will always be the best popcorn in the park. Wow. I, to be honest, personally, uh, the popcorn's okay at Disneyland, but, uh, you know, really, when I think of popcorn, when I eat popcorn, I want to go to a movie, you know, or if I'm at a movie, I, I want to have popcorn, or if I'm at home and, you know, I'm going to chill out and relax and watch a, you know, Blu-ray or download something from Netflix or whatever, I'm going to, you know, want a, a popcorn with it. I mean, just, it just kind of, it clicks with me automatically, you know, when I think popcorn movie, popcorn movie, but Disneyland, I'm like, popcorn, eh, you know, I, I get it for the popcorn buckets, <laughs> basically i i think it also depends on like growing up where you grew up and what kind of you know whether it was an amusement park fairs theme park like those different things of what you got as a kid so like growing up we would always get a funnel cake at a fair and so when i go to a fair i have to have a funnel cake now when i go to disney i don't have to have a funnel cake you know it's those different things that you um i guess like comfort foods things that bring to those memories to you of what you had as a kid i think you're kind of drawn to those whereas like you said like growing up i would always go get popcorn and we would bring in our <laughs> we would bring in our own drinks and candy so i always had snow caps because that was my favorite so my mom would get me their snow caps or twizzlers those were my two movie theater foods popcorn and then pop so cool uh, i still think of that i still think of like snow caps and twizzlers and associate that with a movie theater yeah, you just gave away your Midwest roots. You you called soda pop, and you yep. know that, I know that's the thing that uh, you guys do out there. We we, we call it soda out here. <laughs> and one of those in the South, it's everything's Coke. It's ah, all okay. Coke. And I, you would think after twenty three years, I would have stopped saying pop, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's so just like ingrained in my DNA, so <laughs> it's not cool. going anywhere. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next uh, tip I have uh, is regarding dining reservations. I know it's a little late to the game, of course. I mean, it's only a few days away to the D23 Expo, but Disneyland isn't like Disney World, okay? You, you can actually probably find some reservations. Uh, it's not not as bad where, you know, people are jumping on the, the internet or calling on the phone, you know, six months to the exact minute, you know, that they want the reservation. You know, they, they uh, over here, it's a little more casual. Casual, relaxed. Uh, there's a, a 60-day window versus a six-month window. 
because there's a lot of local residents that attend the park, then, you know, we have that California mentality. It's like, eh, it's cool, dude, you know, whatever, man. It's all good. We'll go to something else, man. It's all good. You know, but I know there at Disney World, it's just like, no, got to get in here. This time, that time. Then we got to schedule here and this there. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> I think my first trip is the only one where I actually booked reservations ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And I got there. And then, of course, after that, realized you can pretty much walk up anywhere. And so right. unless I'm, I have my, my heart set on like, I have to eat this. This is my must try this trip. And last time I did that and last like the day before, Taylor and I made reservations and... That was that. We're like, oh, okay, what's available? It's like, what do you want? We're like, okay, this is what we want. Because you can just, you can walk up. It's not, it's, that is, like you said, it's a different mentality yeah. of, like, I can just eat wherever I want last minute instead of every single second of my trip has to be planned out. Right. Which, Disney World, it's getting worse and worse about that with like the Fast Pass Plus and all of that stuff now. I'm like, I hate, I've gone to that point where I don't like to plan my trip to every detail. Right, so exactly. Yeah. Well, for those who are interested, though, and they, they do want to make sure they get a particular time or whatever and want to, um, you know, maybe get reservations just to be sure, there's the link to the Disneyland website, uh, which we'll put in the show notes. Uh, or you can call their, their uh, dining reservations number, which is 714-781-DINE. I believe it's uh, 3463, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I have it on speed dial, so I, I don't remember the number. But. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, regardless, um, it, you know, if you are, you know, going to Disneyland and you forget to make reservations, don't stress as, as you pointed out there, you know, you can walk up uh, and ask, you know, hey, do you have any uh, open seating? And they'll say, oh, yeah, we do. Or you may have to wait a little bit. Um, but you never really have to wait that long, even even when it's busy, you know, maybe an hour or something like that. Um, you know, just just check. I mean, you know, just you, you never know. People do cancel reservations or, you know, something happens and they'll have open seating available. And then uh, one other thing you can do also is in the morning, uh, you can go directly to the restaurant and check to see, hey, you know, do you guys happen to have, you know, available seats for whatever, one o'clock in the afternoon, let's say, Um, you know, I've done that at Blue Bayou where I I walked up and I said, oh, you know, I was wondering if there possibly I can get reservations for later today or like, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, no, no problem. You know, just, you know, tell us what time and we'll see if we got some seats available or whatever. So that's uh, another option. I do that normally when there's more than four people, Mm -hmm. because at that point, I'm, you know, if you've got like seven people at times that that I think leans more to looking for to make sure that there's a reservation available just because it is such a it's a large party. It's not a standard number of people. Right. Exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. The larger the party, the more problems you're going to have trying to find a a place where everybody can sit together. Uh, But uh, one other thing I was going to mention as well is you know, I don't know if you've noticed, I mean, because who, who uses payphones nowadays, right? But if you go to any of the payphones around the Disneyland Resort, they do have a special button. It's a hotline button that you talk to uh, the Disney Dining Reservations uh, directly, you know, through the payphone. Payphones so, there? Yes, they do have payphones at Disneyland Resort. I don't remember the last time I saw a payphone. <laughs> 
Oh, I know a few of them. I mean, you know, there's, uh, you know, b- like the, the bottom floor of the Hungry Bear restaurant. There's uh, three of them. Usually one out of the three is working, uh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I know. Most of the time they're like out of order. Uh, there's another one uh, at the exit of Space Mountain. Uh, there's another, uh, I think, four uh, payphones there. Uh, there's some downtown Disney uh, area that you can, you know, check out. Uh, that's There's one by the Lego store uh, near the bathrooms. Um, and, you know, other places. I mean, I won't break down all the payphone locations. Uh, but, you know, anytime you see a payphone, uh, first off, point out and laugh and just, <laughs> what's that? But then, you know, the second thing, go go look at the payphone and, and uh, you'll see that there's a there's a hotline button to dining reservations. So it's, a, it's pretty convenient for the people. See, who- and when you know what a payphone is, then people right. know you're not, you're not young. Like, oh, what's a payphone? You know, I'm sure if you right. asked somebody who was like 16 years old, if they knew what a payphone was and they'd be like, what is that? You know, just like the fact that you would have to like, you know, things weren't always a, a touch key, you know, the rotary right. phones and stuff like that. Well, when I was growing up, my dad, he was on call a lot. Uh, in fact, he owned a, a, an answering service. And so he carried around a pager and uh, also a change, you know, pocket full of change. And back then, you know, the, the term drop a dime, that's where it was coined back in the day when, you know, people would have to put in a dime to make a phone call. And so, yeah, he used to carry around a big pocket full of dimes, you know, just to make sure that uh, he could get back to people in, in situations. So uh, the all day of pagers. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. And uh, so that that's basically it. You know, the last, you know, again, worst case scenario, if all else fails, just wait, you know, just go over there and just just stand around and just say, you know, I was wondering we can get a table and they're very accommodating. The cast members are very nice and, and they'll do what they can to, to get you in and, and uh, get you fed. All right. The other tip I have is regarding the fact that there are two parks and they're both in walking distance within each other. You know, sometimes people forget, they get so focused, like, oh, I'm at Disneyland. I I need to find a place to eat at Disneyland. Well, why? I mean, you know, just if you have a park, I mean, unless you have like a, a one day pass and, and it's only for that particular park, you know, if you have a park hopper or you have an annual pass, just walk across the Esplanade, you know, the Disney California Adventure is right there and they have lots of good places to eat. So definitely, you know, don't, don't discount uh, DCA because uh, you'll be overlooking a lot of great uh, establishments to uh, to enjoy. It's one of those things where I tell people don't get one part day like you have to do park hopper otherwise you're going to get there and you're going to look and go yeah why didn't I do the park hopper I can just walk it's like a one minute walk from one gate to the next gate. And every exactly. time I go, I go back and forth. I mean, I think I've gone back and forth like three or four times, you know, where oh, I'll go in for like an hour and a half into California, then go to Disneyland and then go back like, oh, you know what? I think I want a beer. So go walk over there, <laughs> have a beer, ride a ride, then go over, you know, I'll ride another ride back at Disneyland. So it's one of those things that it makes it so convenient. And I think DCA has some pretty good food over there, too. So what's your what's your favorite uh, like counter service or quick service place at DCA? Oh wow! Because um, I, I mentioned a few, so people can can. It's uh, hard them between out. like doing. I think if I'm looking for just a snack, like something I want to share with somebody, Cozy Cone hmm. is where yeah, I would go. I mentioned that. But if I'm looking to actually have a meal, Pacific Wharf, because that way somebody can go. I want Chinese. I want Mexican. I want you know a salad and a sourdough bowl. And that way, everybody can kind of do whatever they want. So it's it's between those two. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I'd mentioned uh, just a few, you know, obviously there's lots of great places to eat around DCA. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, spots to, to uh, enjoy a meal, uh, it's not a full meal per se, but it's it's really a substantial meal nonetheless, is the uh, Cove Bar. And that is just, uh, you know, a magnificent view of, of the water there. And you get to see M- Mickey's Fun Wheel and, you know, you get a lot, you know, they don't have the, uh, they don't, you know, they, it's hard to get a spot when it's nighttime because of the world of color thing but if you can then hey you know you can enjoy a world of color from a different vantage point so that's uh, that's always fun as well do they still charge for watching world of color you know what? At that's a good bar. question. I don't know. Um, they, I've never done it to be honest, uh, but I haven't heard anybody mention anything about it. So I'm not sure if it's still in place, whether you have to pay an upcharge uh, or if, you know, they just, you know, first come first serve basis type thing. Yeah. When I, I had dined there the one time and they said, Oh, just so you know, at this time, if you're not done, we have to collect $20 per person for a fee since you're sitting where people can watch, you know, can view world of color. I'm <laughs> That's a little crazy since, you know, it's not like I'm just watching it from there. I'm eating and drinking. Like that should be, that should count for something. But right. yeah. Well, but it's probably the people us. like, yeah, grab a table and get like one food item and then, oh, I'll just have water. You know oh, I mean? we were already sitting there eating. Oh, okay. We had oh, each, yeah. we had ordered like, I think it was like three or four appetizers and we were drinking and we're like, uh, I guess if we well, have maybe, to. Yeah, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that they were probably trying to discourage that. So like if people mentioned oh man you have to pay 20 bucks and they were like oh okay well that's not a cheap way to watch the world of color you know instead of having oh, yeah. to you know but then again i mean you know uh, people really should you know get the fast pass in the morning if they're planning not to eat at one of the uh, the other things um you know the the world of color dining packages or whatever but um you know that's neither here nor there it's just uh, i wasn't a fan it, of watching it from there because you can't really see it yeah, that's true. Like I say, it's a different vantage point. Is it the best one? No, but you know, at the same time, it's you know, it's, you could still see some stuff, and you know, it's it's a you know a great view of of the water, uh, you know, from a, from a different angle, I guess. Uh, then there's also uh, another good place to check out just to sit down or whatever, relax. And they never uh, are filled to capacity is a uh, flows V8 cafe. And, uh, that, you know, I really enjoy the, the atmosphere in that restaurant. It's very kind of, you know, happy days, you know, and, uh, you know, fifties and sixties and things like that, you know, the old, uh, route 66 stuff, you know, from the cars movie, obviously. And, uh, they usually have pretty good music and, uh, it's, you know, kind of bebop and doo-wop and uh-huh. whatever they call it. <laughs> And uh, the, uh, you know, the food's good. Uh, my favorite salad is there, the citrus turkey salad. And uh, if you're more into comfort food, you know, they've got the, the meatloaf and they've got the, the beef and the, uh, they started carrying ribs lately. So that's kind of interesting. So that uh, for the people good? who like ribs, like, I don't know. I haven't okay. tried them yet. Uh, yeah, that, well, see, they just introduced them uh, at the time that, um, like, after I had gone, uh, the, the last time I'd went. And so I, I was like, well, I don't want to go to flows just for that one item because, you know, I wanted to try some other things. So anyways, but yeah, I'll, I'll check it out and I'll have to do an update or review on that. As well. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, as you mentioned, Cozy Co Motel is a great place for snacks. Uh, they've got the, uh, uh, my favorites, personal, my personal favorite overall is the Chicken Verde uh, Cone. And then they also have the Chili Cone uh, cone Queso. And that one's good as well. A lot of people like that more than the Chicken Verde because the Chicken Verde tends to be uh, a bit more on the spicier side. 
but they do have breakfast there, right? They do have breakfast as well. That's very true. But uh, yeah, I was just mentioning my favorites, but you know, we can. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, (laughs) it's fine. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I just happen to like enjoy the uh, my mind. Like, I think I've had breakfast there. Yeah, that's true. That in in fact, they have a um, chorizo and egg cone that they introduced not too long ago, uh, which is different from they had like a bacon and egg one previously. Uh, So that you know, it's uh, chorizo again is a little bit on the spicier side. Usually, you know, when I go to the parks, I tend to go in the late morning. So I, I'm there for like lunch and dinner. I don't go for breakfast. So that's probably one of the other reasons why I didn't mention it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely an option for breakfast as well. Which is good because I know a lot of times you're kind of limited when it comes to breakfast in the parks. Exactly. And let's see. Next tip. Disneyland just released a new app and it's both for the Android devices and iOS. So you can get it on iTunes or the Google Play Store. And this uh, new app is really, really uh, well done. It's uh, like a map uh, of the entire park and uh, the entire resort, I should say. And you can check out, you know, locations of the restroom, the location of, of restaurants, uh, you know, where the attractions are, uh, do attraction wait times and so forth. But for the people who are interested in dining, they uh, uh, provide like an overview of the restaurants that are available. And it, what's cool is that it shows you by map and you can also get a full listing. So if you want to say, go over to, um, you know, DCA and you're like wondering, you know, what, where's Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta? Well, you just look up Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta and then it, you know, tell you an overview of the uh, of the restaurant. And then you says, you know, there's a little button says map it. And so you pr- uh, click on the map and then it'll show you exactly where it's at. And then it also provides directions. So, you know, if you're walking around and you're like, oh, man, I don't know where I'm going and you don't have a map on you or whatever, then, you know, that's a good uh, handy thing to have for sure. Can you make reservations from it? No. Okay. So that's the limitation. It's uh, there's two 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 things that are shortcomings of the app. Number one is you can't make reservations on the app. And number two, they do not provide a full menu. Uh, they they tell you what type of cuisine it is. So like you know, let's say Flo's V8 Cafe. I'll say American cuisine. You know, or uh, you know, go to uh, um, you know whatever uh, the you know village house where it would be like German food or whatever you know that kind of thing. Um, so you know that it's it's handy in the fact that you can map locations but it's not too handy as far as like if you're looking for something specific to eat um you know if you want like you know whatever i you know i mean obviously hamburger it's it's more than likely if it's american food they'll probably have it but um you know, you, you can't really verify uh, by looking at the app itself. Okay. What I did is I just downloaded it because I keep forgetting to do that. So yeah. I can kind of show for those who are watching and not just listening um, a little bit of the app, but when it pops up and it is slightly different from the Walt Disney World app is you can automatically see by the park, every attraction pops up with its wait time. So you can kind of zoom in and get a better look. Also at the top of this, get it to... You have attractions, characters, and then dining. You scroll at the top, which is also different than the Disney World app because on Disney World, it comes at the side. You can see all of them instead of being at the top. But it'll tell you, let's click on one. Let's go with the Golden Horseshoe. Oh, nope, that's a pop-up. That's a different one. I did pop-up is, here we go, Bengal Barbecue. So we've got quick service, little picture. Let's see, it has... Open till price range. Ah, now see, this is nice on here too, is if it has an annual pass discount, you tap on it and it pops up. 
the percentages. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm really gl- glad that they released that app. It's uh, very handy. Uh, again, it's, you know, the, there are certain limitations, but, you know, definitely it's worthwhile getting it's free. I mean, you know, like you can't be free. Oh, yeah. So I'm just glad you guys finally got an app. I know it's been a long time coming. That's for sure. But, you know, they did a good job. I, I you know, I've, you know, the people I've spoken with regarding this app, have all said nothing but positive things about it. And again, I, I agree, you know, I concur that it is a, a great app and, and I'm glad that they have it. The only thing I'm, concerned about is that uh like my my data coverage in disneyland uh isn't the greatest so it's like if i'm going to be in a certain location it may not know where i'm at you know because it's i'm not pulling down the. they don't have wi-fi right they do not have wi-fi that's another thing i wish they would implement at disneyland but you know hopefully it'll be sometime soon now if you touch on find a table it will open up in whether it's google chrome safari whatever you're using the Disneyland website for that particular restaurant. So that's Carnation Cafe. So you could hit find a table from that. So you can't do it from the app per se, but it gives you the ability to go directly to the Disneyland website. So hopefully they will eventually change that to where it does it from the app but at least right. it, you know you can click it from there that's true yeah they it, it would be much more convenient if they incorporated incorporated it directly in the app but you know I, again it, it's not perfect but you know well the, they'll do i'm sure that they'll make improvements over time and you know it's, I, for the first time for the first iteration i think they've done an outstanding job Oh, yeah, I agree. And I'm sure part of it is different. They have different guests at both parks. And so I I think they're going to see what the pass holders want and how they're using it and go from there of like, okay, this is what pass holders are telling us they want from this app that they're not getting. So but at least it gives people that kind of a basic idea of the restaurants and stuff with the app. That is cool. Exactly. All right. So next thing I want to bring up is uh, regarding uh, the dining packages for World of Color and Fantasmic. If you're coming out to Disneyland, you know, why not catch a show while you're here? Right? Uh, the, the best two shows at the resorts are World of Color and Fantasmic. Uh, my personal favorite is Fantasmic. Um, but uh, it, regardless, I mean, both are, are outstanding and World of Color just got redone. So you can, you can uh, watch uh, Neil Patrick Harris do his little... Uh, narration and a little kind of um, it's almost like an Oscars award show type thing of of a narration of Walt's life uh, through the his uh, you know cartoons in in Disneyland and stuff like that it's it's really cool if you haven't seen it yet then definitely you should check it out Uh, but uh, you know again you can either get the fast passes uh, at the uh, distribution centers in the morning um, but you know the other option and and for a better viewing experience you can uh, check out the dining packages Uh, World of Color uh, currently, they have it at Ariel's Grotto, Carthay Circle Restaurant, and Wine Country Tartoria. And they used to have one, uh, like they called it a picnic package, and that was over at Sonoma Terrace. Unfortunately, they don't have that option available Aww. anymore. So, yeah, it, I guess a lot of people were complaining because they said, well, the ones at Sonoma Terrace, you know, the, the uh, um, viewing area for Sonoma Terrace were not good. You know, they were like, well, uh, they said, you know, honestly, like the fast passes that you get for free are probably better viewing locations than, you want, than the ones you get at, you know, from Sonoma Terrace. So huh. that's, uh, that's interesting. 
Um, I went to uh, the Wine Country Tartoria one re- uh, recently, and that you know it's good. It's they have like a little three course meal. You get like super salad, and then your main entree, and then dessert. Uh, and the dessert itself is you know it's decent. Um, the the soup and the salad, I mean, you know they're good as well. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be writing up a full comprehensive review, so I won't give away too much here. But overall, it you know I give it a thumbs up. Uh, it's not as good as Carthay Circle Restaurant, but you know it's it's okay. You know it's 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 good uh, good Italian food. Do they still offer those like picnic? No, they do meals? not. Not not for World of Color. But do no. they offer them at all? No, they do not. The only okay. thing they offer at Sonoma Terrace. In fact, I was there recently, and I like it uh, because the Sonoma Terrace they basically turned it into like this beer garden, uh, like a pseudo beer garden place, and they have a, a wide variety of beers available uh, in bottle. Uh, they don't have anything on tap, uh, but they do offer a like either a cheese plate or a uh, like a charcuterie plate. Okay, and uh, those are actually pretty good. I, the cheese plate was a bit overpriced, in my opinion. Uh, if anything, I would say the charcuterie plate is a better value and i enjoyed the that better than the the cheese but regardless both are are decent and they pair really well with some of the beers that they have uh at that uh, establishment it's similar to the um the little the terrace there the um uh you know you know what i'm talking about the 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 tasting the tasting terrace up above right right exactly Alfredo's, right? Alfresco. Alfresco, that's it. Right. right. (laughs) Something along that line. Right, exactly. But the only thing is the Alfresco Terrace has better better food, you know, because they have the little appetizers with, you know, the one with the shrimp and stuff. I really like that uh, a lot. This one, you know, at the Sonoma Terrace, they only have like the prepackaged cheese plate and prepackaged charcuterie plate. Uh, so let's see here. Okay. Uh, and then Ariel's Grotto is great, especially if you have kids. Um, Carthay Circle Restaurant, the best of the, the three, in my opinion. Uh, they have, uh, you know, stellar uh, food. The ambiance is great. I mean, it's very uh, classy. It's a class- classy atmosphere, but you can be very casual with your dress and casual with, you know, your demeanor and everything like that. That's and, the other thing is if you're used to the, you know, business casual requirements of the fine dining slash signature dining restaurants at Walt Disney World. Those rules don't apply in California. Yep. That's the way we roll, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So, and then uh, Fantasmic, uh, they do have dining packages. Now, they do have uh, a, uh, similar to the picnic uh, thing that they had over there at Sonoma Terrace, at Aladdin's Oasis, they have uh, what they call on-the-go option. And you have a choice of three different dishes. Uh, One is a uh, lasagna bolognese. Another one is a vegetarian lasagna. And then the third option is uh, chicken with vegetables. Uh, I've not heard any reviews about the chicken, uh, but I've heard that the lasagna bolognese was really good. Uh, I haven't gotten it yet. Um, You know, again, I I can only go to the park so many times and eat so much food. (laughs) So I'm trying to make my way to to trying everything and and anything. But unfortunately, I haven't I've yet to do this one. It's impossible to try every single thing at every single restaurant ever because you're only one person and there's way too many restaurants. 
well, to not try only and that, do that. Well, see, here's the other thing too, is that Napa Rose, they do seasonal menus. They, so they constantly change their menu every few months. And then now Steakhouse 55 started getting into that as well. So they're starting to do seasonal stuff. Uh, and then every once in a while, you know, when there's a special occasion like Halloween or Christmas or, you know, Easter or whatever, they, they offer special dishes then, you know, as well. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I can only eat so much, man. <laughs> So, but here's the here's the great thing about Aladdin's Oasis is that uh, you, you pick it up uh, there, and you don't. I mean, there there are uh, there's seating available, so you can eat it right then and there. The other option is you can just take it on the go, you know, and, and you can pick it up anytime between noon and seven o'clock at night. So you're not like it doesn't necessarily have to be lunch, or, you know, or dinner. It could it could be you know one or the other. And uh, so I, you know, I think it's a it's a good option. It's the most value uh, conscious of the three choices. That that one is for twenty two ninety nine. But if you're gonna do it, I mean, go big. And, you know, in my opinion, it's like go big go or go home. By, yeah, it's like fantastic. You're gonna watch the best show ever created by Disneyland in its history. So therefore, you know, you want the the full you know best viewing experience possible. And the best viewing experience possible is the Blue Bayou. Not only is the atmosphere the best, you know, one of the best atmospheres of uh, of any of the restaurants at the Disneyland Resort, the food is also really great as well. Uh, plus, they do give you uh, what they call a, you know, I'm using air quotes here, uh, a special gift, which basically is a seat cushion. So it's nice, you know, because the, <laughs> the, the thing about funny. viewing at, at uh, Fantasmic is that you have to sit on the concrete. So that, that seat cushion definitely comes in handy. Yes, yeah, because unlike Walt Disney World, there is not stadium seating. It's The first time I saw Fantasmic was the night that they released the dragon. Ah, wow. And it was awful being a short person because everybody's standing watching it. And luckily there was a very nice guy that was standing in front of me and he was like six foot four. And he said to me, he was like, you can stand in front of me and watch it. Thank you. Because I think, you know, just barely taller than five foot. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought he was going to offer, offer you put, put you on his shoulders. That would have been <laughs> weird. <huh? laughs> I tried to convince Alton to do that. I'm like, come on, put me on your shoulders. All these adults can put their kids on their shoulders. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm like the size of a 12 year old. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, last thing, uh, I mean, well, no, that's actually not the last thing. Uh, the next thing I should say, uh, another option is, uh, for dining is downtown Disney Anaheim. And this, um, this place is really interesting. They have a lot of different uh, restaurants that are owned by the Patina Group. Not all of them are owned by the Patina Group, but, uh, you know, the Patina Group, if you know about them uh, in the, I, I, you know, they're a pretty big restaurant group and they're known for their higher end restaurants. And the best restaurant in downtown Disney by far, in my opinion, is Katal Restaurant. And it's a, like a Mediterranean fusion cuisine, uh, kind of on the upscale side, uh, but they rotate their dishes a lot. Uh, the, the chefs really do a great job of, of uh, preparing them. And there's uh, two different floors. The bottom floor, there's not much seating. And honestly, if you can avoid sitting at the bottom floor, I, I would say, yeah, just go upstairs because it's number one, it's more spacious. They have a full bar upstairs. Um, 
Number two, they also have balcony seating. So especially this time of year in summer, sitting outside in the balcony is awesome because, you know, it drops down to, you know, whatever 70s and stuff like that during the during the evening uh, time. So, you know, it's comfortable and uh, you get to people watch, you get to see downtown Disney at night, which is cool because they got all kinds of lighting and, you know, the music in the background. They've got, you know, live bands going on. And, you know, so it's it's cool. It's a great atmosphere and, and great food. They uh, they also own uh, what is the name of the Italian restaurant? I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Um, Naples, right? Isn't that the name of it? Uh, yeah, Naples of uh, Naples Restaurante, and then what was the other one called? The Naples Trattoria. Napolini. Yeah, Napolini or yeah, Napolini or something like that, right? Which now is basically own, like this little quick servicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Walt Disney World, they own the restaurants that are in the Italy Pavilion of Epcot. Interesting. Yeah, I did not so know that. So it's one of those things that if you like Via Napoli, then Naples is pretty much the same kind of restaurant, just a very, just different environment, but they have very similar menus. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then uh, another place I like to go, or at least I like to uh, introduce to uh, people who are from Walt Disney World is Tortilla Joe's. And I know that you had mentioned earlier that when you come to California, you like to eat Mexican food because we're in close proximity. So it's a little, probably a little more authentic than what you get out to, you know, in, in Florida. So uh, have you eaten at Tortilla Joe's yet? Yes, I have. And they okay. have awesome guacamole. Yes. The appetizer, because yes. it's made at the table. Right, exactly. I uh, I was there uh, a, a little while back, and I watched, uh, I did like a little video shot, because that's another restaurant I, you know, yet to write up the review, and I'm, I'm going to insert that video into uh, into the review. Uh, but, you know, I, I filmed a, or, you know, sh- video shot, shot a video of the, uh, the woman making the guacamole right in front of me with the fresh avocados and chopping it up and, you know, adding the onions and the cilantro and the, you know, all the other ingredients and it's just it's really it's really cool i love uh, i love dinner theater and so you know that that's like you know dinner theater at at its finest because it's right in front of you at your table you don't have to you know watch from a distance I will say that is um, that restaurant when um, Gibson Guitars goes out there for Nam in January, that is on their like must do list. They always go. There's always like about 12 to 15 of them that are going there and they get the guacamole and all that stuff. Last right. time they would not let us in. We got there 30 minutes before they closed and they said we're closed. We're like, well, mm. your hours say this. And they're like, well, we don't have hours posted. And I had it on my phone. It was like right in front of and I went, yeah, you do. Your hours are posted that you're open for another 30 minutes. They did it all three nights. They closed it down 30 minutes to an hour before their restaurant hours were. We even told them, we're like, we've got like 15 people that are on their way he- here. And they're like, and there was maybe 10 of us that were already there and they could have cared less. It's like, well, that's a shame. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Well, you know, it's at least uh, when you do go and next time they do let you in, uh, you should also check out the uh, the kitchen area where they're making the food because you'll see a little station and they make their tortillas fresh. So you can see, uh, well, at the time that I was there, it was a, like an a, a older woman and she was like, you know, putting it all together, you know, like that and then putting it on the griddle and, you know, getting it uh, all freshly hot made and stuff. And I tell you that, you know, the fresh people don't realize how much of a difference fresh tortillas are versus the ones that you get in the in the package at the grocery store. It's, it's like a night and day taste difference. Do you have chewies out there? There is Chewies, not too many of them, but okay. yeah, the Chewies does, you know, they it, make you know, them they fresh are, there too. 
Right, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, there's other places too, like El Torito. Uh, there's, you know, a couple other, uh, you know, chain uh, Mexican restaurants that they do the fresh guacamole and the fresh tortillas. But, you know, this is since we're, you know, I, I just figured that, you know, oh, if yeah. they're going to be in the Anaheim area, they probably don't want to like hunt out a, a Chewy's or hunt hunt for El Torito or something like that. And oh, this yeah. Is, it's this the, is just, you know, it's similar. Yeah. There's very much. not many. A lot of the chains you guys have, we don't have out east. And so that's okay. why I asked if you had that, because it's the only place around here that I know of that you can get okay. fresh tortillas at a, a chain type location. So That's cool. And then the other thing I like, uh, if you've been inside the restaurant, is they have their wall of tequila. It's awesome. Uh, I'm not into tequila so much. It, you know, the, I had a really bad experience when I was uh, in my early 20s. And uh, I just, <laughs> I tend to avoid tequila because I know the ramifications of, of having too much of it. Uh, it's uh, pretty much, you know, the, the worst hangover you can have in life. So, uh, yeah, I, I tend to avoid tequila, but for the most part. But for people who like it or, you know, just want to sample a little something or have margarita or whatever, then uh, they do have a very impressive display of tequilas available. It's not only tequilas, they also have the other um, mezcal and uh, some, you know, some other various uh, Mexican li- liquors and, and things like that. So, yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's a fun place for sure, especially at night. You know, they have their open bar area in the back. And so you can kind of sit on the patio and just kind of chill out, relax. And, oh, yeah. you know, it's a big, big party, big fiesta. So. It's easy for them to pull those tables together out there, too, for larger parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, My other place that I have to mention, it's one of my favorites, and it's um, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I when I was in college, I had waited tables for a restaurant that everybody was a transplant from New Orleans, and it was Copeland's in New Orleans. I think I might have mentioned this before. Right. So huh? that food is really good that they have there. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty authentic. If you're not, you know, in New Orleans, to be able to have, you know. New Orleans type Creole Cajun cuisine, their food's pretty spot on. So that's always on my list. Yeah, it's really good. I've never been disappointed. Every meal I've ever had there has been spot on. The food's come out in a timely manner. We've had great service. Food and drink has always come out like cold, cold, hot's hot. So it's been... It's spot on. Well, and then, uh, you know, for next door, they have the Just Kitchen Express, is, and that's where you have to get your beignets. Because that's, uh, you know, the beignets at Disneyland are good, but, uh, you know, they're just, they're, they're a little bit on the heavy side. But the ones at uh, the Just Kitchen Express in downtown Disney, those are, those are, those are good. Those are, those yeah, are those the are money. Real- <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are real beignets. Exactly. Uh, then also, uh, the, if you're in the downtown Disney area and you feel like, well, nothing really kind of floats your boat, the Disneyland hotels do have restaurants as well. And in fact, uh, the best restaurant at the entire resort is at the Grand Californian, which is Napa Rose. Which is my favorite. Exactly. It is. It's by I, far I, one of the best restaurants between both Disney World and Disneyland of food. The, I mean, Andrew Sutton, is, the stuff that he puts and comes up with for the menu is phenomenal. Exactly. And I love that they do seasonal items. It just, it keeps it fresh. You know, it keeps me wanting to go back, (laughs) you know, every few months. So, uh, and I have written a a review about that. I put the link on the, in the show notes uh, as well. And then uh, another option. Are all of their servers still sommeliers? Yes. Okay. That's a big, Uh, to me, that's a big thing to mention because it's very rare that you go to a restaurant where all the servers are and can tell you with your dish, this is what you should have. Like they can pair for you. 
Right. Uh, yeah. The uh, yeah the the um, and the thing is is that their staff has remained very steady. You know, what I mean, like there's not turnover. Uh, you know, like some restaurants, you go there and you get uh, a waiter or a server uh, one time, and then another time you get somebody else or whatever. I've had my wife and I. You know, we've had the same server uh, three times. Uh, his name is Mickey. Uh, he's a Japanese guy, and he's really funny. He's just, uh, yeah, my name is Mickey, like Mickey Mouse. Yes, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> You know, he's, he's such a, he's a character. And so if you go and, and uh, you have the option of choosing your server, look for, look for Mickey. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, at the Disneyland Hotel, the Steakhouse 55 shouldn't be overlooked either because that's another place that offers a really um, great ambiance, a great atmosphere. The food has improved uh, a lot. The services declined just just a tad because I think they they brought in some new servers there, and I'm not sure they understand the Disney way as much as I'd like them to. Uh, but the food has definitely improved a, a, a great deal. Uh, Napa Rose is still the top dog, uh, but you know Steakhouse 55 is in the rearview mirror for sure. Uh, they, especially you know they they introduced the uh, new menu. Uh, this what was it last was it last fall or, or no no it wasn't that long ago. Uh, whatever it was what the um, not too long ago that they introduced the new menu i, I forgot the exact date but uh, regardless uh, they have new uh, sort of a french influence the the guy who is the head of of uh, club 33 took over steakhouse 55 and then andrew sutton took over club 33 uh so regardless uh he brought sort of that uh, french influence uh, his training and and i guess his background of french cuisine and, and introduced it to steakhouse 55 which is just it's it's phenomenal uh i ha- i put a, a full review of that as well uh and you can read about it on the Dunning at Disney website. And we have the, the link in the show notes. And the last one I'll mention, I mean, there's a couple other little, you know, nice little places there. Uh, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, like very small eateries. I mean, there's Goofy's Kitchen and, and things like that. But I, I wanted to main, mention Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. <laughs> that was on it's, my it's list. A, yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing, you know, the, it's it's a small place, but it's so fun and, and homey. And like, it just makes you feel good. It, feel, it makes you feel like you're uh, like on the Jungle Cruise, you know, attraction. And, you know, all the, in fact, all the bartenders there were Jungle Cruise skippers at one point. That I, I did not know. That. Yeah. So they will regale you with stories. <laughs> Whether they're true or not, that's to be, you know, determined. But uh, regardless, they are very entertaining. Uh, their characters, uh, they do a good job of mixing the drinks. A uh, little sweet for me personally, but, you know, they, they, from, you know, other people that uh, have tried them, they, you know, they, they uh, have really proclaimed it as, you know, really excellent drink. So, uh, and of course, their, their signature one is the Oa drink. And I, I put a, a link to the uh, the video that I shot of, of that being made. So it's a, it's a fun little fun little uh, you know thing to to watch while you drink. And and uh, they say that always you can share it with uh, I believe four people. Uh, but you know two people would be good enough. It it's not yeah not four. I thing. wouldn't do four. Right. So uh, you were going to mention some other places besides, or you, you maybe oh, you I, had tiki, more, uh, I had Tiki on my thing because especially now that Disney World has the Grog Grotto, the people need to see the other one if they haven't yet. And exactly. it, it's better than what Disney World has. So you have to see the original. And the nice thing is, is they have um, a larger menu and the portions are larger for dining there as well. And um, is it always the case that the seating that's in when you get there at the bottom of the stairs, you know, you've got that little 
fireplace and some seating there. Is that mm-hmm. always part of Trader Sam's or is it only when they're busy? No, it, it's technically part of Trader Sam's, but okay. uh, like if you go outside uh, the establishment too far, then they, you can take your drink, but they got to put it in a plastic cup. You can't have it in the, the glass vessel. Yeah, because I know that section when we were there in January, you could do that. And I know one thing that is confusing to people who don't frequent Trader Sam's is that on the back back side of it, there's a quick service location. And so the outside seating is limited. There's like a breaking point and it's not properly marked. And so a lot of times people think that they can sit over like farther over towards the quick service location and the servers won't take care of you there. There's like a weird breaking point. And so I would say if you're going there and you're going to be sitting outside because there's not many, not many seats available in Trader Sam's that you want to make sure ask somebody who's out there who, you know, ask a cast member, is this part of part of Trader Sam's or is this part of the restaurant? Yeah, they, they have a little uh, like a rope or whatever that demarcates uh, the two and sides. And they didn't have that up when I was oh, there okay. last time. Oh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, the, the, but Tangaroa Terrace is a good place to eat as well. I mean, it's, a, you know, the little quick service place, but uh, excuse me, counter service. Um, but, um, you know, the, the one of the things they have is uh, Ahi Pokey, which is like, you know, I not too many counter service places I know of, you know, uh, offer Ahi Pokey you know, as, as, <laughs> as an option. And I know Disney World doesn't have that, right? Uh, they Pokey. have it during Food and Wine Festival at, Hawaii, okay. at the Hawaii marketplace booth they have okay. hockey there but it's not it's not offered regularly though no it's not offered okay regularly. that's yeah, this, the only time a, they can get it okay <laughs> this is uh yeah this one is a, a staple on the menu so you can get it anytime you want you know what i think it is on the trader trader sam's menu not that i'm thinking oh, is it? okay oh that's true yeah but the trader sam's isn't uh the grog grotto isn't a is a not a counter service so that's a that's a bar no yeah it's just yeah. a bar so that's a, i was just kind of mentioning it was like counter service so like you know even if you have yeah. kids or whatever you can you can get it uh, also if you know as long as we're mentioning we're kind of elaborating a bit on trader sam's they also provide mixed beverages, uh, adult beverages, if you're at the pool. So if you're, you know, checking out the pool, just laying out and relaxing and stuff like that, you can go into Trader Sam's and, and uh, get a mixed drink. And then uh, they'll just put it in a plastic cup and you can take it poolside. So that, that's uh, good information to know. And also, if you have kids, you can still go in the bar. It's just they can't sit at the bar itself. Uh, they have tables around the proximity of, of the bar that you can sit with your kids. Uh, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's like a family friendly, but I think the kids will find it really neat, you know, because there's a lot of, a lot of different little knickknacks and artifacts and things like that they can look at. And, you know, they have, uh, whenever somebody orders a special drink, you know, they have uh, sort of like these animatronic uh, things going off in the background, you know, like the shipwreck and, and uh, the little volcano and, and things like that. So Is it, there- it's fun. Is there a time in which kids can no longer be in in the bar? I believe 8 p.m. is okay, the uh, cutoff time. That's right. what I thought. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, I don't know for sure. I don't have kids. I haven't brought, you know, my younger nieces or nephews or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not positive about the, the cutoff time, but my understanding, I believe, is 8 o'clock. Yeah, it's either 8 or 9, and Walt Disney World has the same thing. The only difference is it, the state of Florida doesn't have a policy against children sitting at at a bar, which that's definitely something to note that if you are bringing your kids, they cannot sit up at, at a bar. Right. 
Uh, last thing. Now, this is the, the last thing. And this is something, you know, obviously we're the Dining at Disney podcast. So we don't necessarily, you know, uh, endorse eating outside the parks. But if you happen to not, you know, be outside the area and you're like, well, I don't want to go into Disneyland Resort. You know, I don't want to walk the 10 minutes that it takes. I, I just want to drive to some other location around. Uh, there's uh, across the way, they have the Anaheim Garden Walk. And this is, it's kind of, uh, they don't classify it as a mall per se. I, I, I sort of designate it as a pseudo mall, um, but they do have a lot of chain restaurants there uh, on the higher end. Uh, one of them is Roy's Hawaiian Fusion Cuisine. They have McCormick and Schmidt's uh, Seafood. They have California Pizza Kitchen, Cheesecake Factory, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Uh, they have P.F. Chang. So, you know, that type of thing. So if you're used to it and you're like, well, I just, I want to know something that that I know, you know, I don't want to go outside the box. You know, I just kind of want to stick to, you know, a place that I've been to where, you know, that it's in my city or whatever, then you can definitely go to the Anaheim Garden Walk. And that's just across the street as well. So it's, it's within walking distance. And, um, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, that that's not really, if, if you're going to go outside Disneyland Resort, then, you know, go ahead and do that. But I just, I would recommend another place and it's called the Anaheim Packing District. And it's this one is not within walking distance uh, unless you you know you're a power walker or whatever because it's two and a half miles. Yeah, and, that's a little far. <laughs> right, right, and especially if you're walking around the expo all day, your legs are going to be hurting. So you just figure take a you know taxi or Uber or, or if you have your own rental car, you know that kind of thing. Then uh, you should definitely uh, think about checking out the Anaheim Packing District. Have you heard about the Anaheim Packing District before, Kristen? I have not. Okay. So I'm interested in this. This is something. Okay, new. cool. Well, it's a, it's sort of like um, almost like a farmer's market slash like uh, restaurant. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think like it, it's almost like a restaurant incubator. You know, what I mean, you got all these little uh, eating establishments in there, but they're very tiny. I mean, you know, they're they're like kind of uh, the size of quick service, not too much seating, um, but they have great food and they, they specialize in, uh, you know, this new movement. The uh, Well, it's not new per se anymore, but, you know, sort of the newer movement of farm to table uh, where they get their you know, locally sourced products, you know, uh, whether it be meat or vegetables or fruit or whatever and uh they they prepare everything in-house and uh it get it sounds to similar to what's i think it's called east east end market in orlando they've got a place like that where it's all very small locations you kind of walk up and get in there's not really any seating it's like might have like three or four kind of little bench benches to sit you know like right. a little bar stool right oh, it sounds very similar to that Right. They do have, yeah, so inside at the restaurants themselves, they may only have like two or three tables, uh, but they, you know, they have outdoor seating and, you know, just around the, the whole, I guess it's, a, um, for lack of a better word, it's sort of like a mall space, you know, they, they it's a two-floor, two-story little building and uh, they can, um, you know, they have benches and things like that around. Uh, some of the eateries, though, do have a lot of tables. Uh, it just depends on which one you, you go to, but the one that I recommend, highly recommend, in fact, is a place called The Croft. It's K-R-O-F-T. And uh, this place, it, it's it's bad for you, but it tastes so good. And, uh, <laughs> it, because their specialty is poutine. And not only poutine, but also porchetta. So you know what poutine is, obviously, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So, you, you know, for the people who don't know what poutine is, it's basically French fries with gravy, cheese curds, and usually kind of a meat, uh, you know, a pork, you know, pulled pork or, you know, something else. 
and uh, traditionally it's uh, i think it's pork uh but you know they they've they've got a variety of different uh poutine flavors there and that which makes them unique and you should uh, check out the menu i put a link to the show notes uh to that as well uh and then also the porchetta the porchetta is like this big long pork roast that they kind of like it's like a, a pork slab and then they put all these herbs and, and spices and stuff like that then they roll it up and so you got the you know the fat of the pork kind of like cooking together and with all the herbs and spices and then uh, it's cooked for a long time it's low and slow and so all that like fat drippings and everything kind of you know condenses into the meat so it makes it very tender and moist and so they they cut that up into sandwiches and uh, I believe they had a focaccia bread that they served it on and it's really good and I love that little crispy skin on the outside you know of the porchetta so you know (laughs) it's one of those guilty pleasure type things sometimes you have to have those things right sure Life, life is uh, boring. It would be too boring if you're good all the time, right? Oh, I know. Besides, <laughs> what fun is that? I mean, really, how much longer are you extending your life by eating something that's a little healthier than something else? Exactly. I mean, I know we're us Californians, you know, we're known for our queen, uh, quinoa and, and all the, the healthy lifestyle type thing. But, you know, we, we, we know how to get bad over here, too. Oh, yeah. We do have <laughs> In-N-Out burgers. Those aren't the healthiest thing in the yeah. world. Exactly. But they are awfully yummy. <laughs> Oh, another one. Oh, shoot. And I forgot to put this in the show notes, but I'll have to, uh, I'll have to, uh, look it up and put it in the show notes. But it's a, it's a chain. It, it's a burger chain and they're coming up big time. Uh, and it's to me, I actually like the burgers there better than In N Out. And it's called The Habit. Uh, have you heard of it before? I have not. Okay. The Habit, uh, they started in Santa Barbara, my hometown, and uh, they're known for their charbroiled burgers. And just, it's so good. It's because they got that little, char on the meat itself and just kind of enhances the flavor of the meat so well and then the the buns are fresh and they put uh, pickles lettuce onions uh, you know that type of thing but they also have an ahi tuna sandwich and oh, it's, it's magnificent and they put that on sourdough bread with their uh, tartar sauce and uh, oh my gosh it's like the best tuna sandwich just make sure to ask for it rare if you do get it uh, and then they also have a barbecue chicken salad that's that's just out of this world as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll put a, a show notes. I'm not sure how far that is uh, to Disneyland, but definitely you should check it out uh, if you have the opportunity. Uh, if it's you know within reasonable distance, again, I, I need to find out the exact location and I'll put the, the show, uh, the links on the show notes uh, to that. And of course, as Kristen mentioned, if you're coming out to California, you got to have in and out. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. uh, even though I sort of downplayed it a little bit ago by, by touting uh, the the uh, the habit uh, in and out is definitely one of those things that you know if you're in California you gotta have it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just, I always have to get one. It's one of those things where I'm like, okay, either I need to go to get one or somebody needs to bring one to me. Exactly, it's like a must must have kind of thing. And uh, make sure uh, when you get your French fries, ask for them well done. Have you had the fries well done? No. Okay. Well, next time. The difference is that they're crispy, like super crispy. And they they don't like sometimes when you you overcook French fries they turn brown and they get kind of limp right these yeah. are like the way they make them all done it's like a little more brown than than their standard French fries but they're they're crispy through and through and and just I love that crispy it's almost like a potato chip but it's like a, a you know obviously in a French fry shape and it's not as uh, it's not as tough as a potato chip you know uh, I don't I'm trying so to they, think do they cook it and pull it out and then put them back like some that have been been sitting out back in 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure of the process, to be honest. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then you can ask for animal style fries. That's another little sort of secret menu item, if you've heard of that. That I've heard of. Yeah. So it's Do you want to tell everybody what that is? Because I'm sure sure. if you're you're from Walt Disney World, you're wondering what it is. I've never had it, so. Oh, okay. Well, they basically put the uh, cheese and uh, the the secret sauce on top of the french fries with with onions, if you want, the grilled onions. And uh, it's really good. Uh, I I don't get it. I've had it once. It's just not, it's really heavy. I mean, really heavy. So, uh, you know, I mean, if you're into that type of thing, then, you know, it's it's something to, uh, you know, to brag about to your friends when you get back home. I always skip the fries there. I'm like, I'll have two burgers instead of the fries. Well, fries at home. Yeah, but if you get them well done, I think that you'll okay. be like, oh, okay, that's a game changer for me. So try it, you know, just if you don't I'll like it, then whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't realize you could, they could cook them even longer. Exactly. All right, so that's pretty much all, all that I have. It's a, it's quite a list, right? I do. I think it's quite a list. I think it's gonna it covers pretty much anything and everything having to do with you know the parks as well as what else is nearby. Um, oh, you know, like you I, said, I, there is a lot outside of the the media parks in the area. There's a lot of chain style restaurants there. If that's more your thing, but if you're looking for something a little bit more unique. You know, when you don't have tickets to the park, you know, the resorts in the in the downtown Disney area are perfect. You know, I forgot to mention one other thing I think would be really beneficial to the people of Walt Disney World when they come to Disneyland and looking for dining. You know what it is? They should take a food tour. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you know, I, I know a company. I just happen to know a company, in fact. Uh, okay, Jay, tell, them, tell them about your about your food tour. Magical food tour, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah tell everybody I, about them. Of course. Well, Magical Food Tour, I'd take you on a tour of all the, you know, restaurants around Disneyland, the food establishments and so forth. I just do Disneyland only at this point. But, uh, you know, if you want a little more in-depth uh, you know, tour, or you want more in-depth information about the eateries around Disneyland, the history, um, so there some other money-saving tips, um, some other dining tips that I didn't mention here, which aren't necessarily applicable to the eateries themselves, but uh, are applicable to some other snack locations and stuff like that. Uh, you know, this is uh, something that uh, is be worth your time, I believe. And uh, you can check out my website, MagicalFoodTour.com, and just click on tickets. And uh, I, in fact, I got a new booking system. So uh, the, the old booking system I was having trouble with. So uh, this one, it, I tried to simplify it, just one form and, and just send it in and I send you back, uh, you know, the, the tickets and stuff like that. So anyways, uh, yeah, check it out, MagicalFoodTour.com. And there is a special code form, right? Absolutely. So dining at Disney 20 and you'll save 20%. So you can't beat a deal like that. How often do you get to save 20% at anything when it comes to relating to Disney? So Exactly. So very cool. That's, that's better than the annual pass holder discount at the, at the food establishments, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, Jay, since that's all we've got, you know, for this show, I'm going to let you tell everybody where else to find you. Oh, on Twitter and Facebook and all the other social media outlets, you can find me at Magical Food Tour, also MagicalFoodTour.com. If you want to know, like, uh, information about Disneyland Resort itself, just the whole thing, you know, shebang of what's going on at Disneyland, uh, you can uh, hear the uh, Diz Geek podcast. And I'm there with my buddies, Daniel and Chris and, and Tommy, and we talk nothing but Disneyland. So you can check that out and uh, you can find them at uh, DizGeek, uh, on DizGeek.com. 
great. As far as dining at Disney, you can find us all of our articles, reviews, information at diningatdisney.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope. When it comes to YouTube, it's The Dining at Disney. And we are brought to you by the We Be Geeks Network. So make sure you download, subscribe, and all of that fun stuff to us on iTunes. We do like five-star ratings. And, you know, maybe if we get enough five-star reviews, we'll give out a prize. I do have some cool things. I have one of them is a Disney Tervis. So I'm thinking if everybody, if you want to win something, give us a five-star review, write it out. And we're going to take those names at some point. We're going to surprise everybody and uh, give one of those people a prize. I think that'd be good. What do you think, Jay? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm aboard. Can I enter? No. Uh, <laughs> you can enter. Okay. <laughs> but we'll give away a prize. So, yeah, start start doing some reviews for your chance to win something. Um, but, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for today. So thanks for listening and bon appetit. 